0: Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. Time now for the DenverSports.com front page. Stop what you're doing and listen. Taking a look at the top stories in Denver sports taken from your online home for the best opinions and information on the Broncos,
1: Nuggets, Avalanche, Rockies, and more. What in the name of Dan Issel? Well, with today's DenverSports.com front page, here's Schlereth and Evans. Steve
0: are still? Some, some, real quick before we, before we get to that, some real predictable uh, texts come in. Stink wants to turn court storming into the movie Three Hundred. Ooh,
1: yeah, why not? Stink
0: wants to turn court storming into the purge. These are all texts. Stink wants to turn court storming into the Hunger Games. <laughs>
1: You know what? That would probably uh, be just as entertaining. It'd be fine. It would be, it'd be just as entertaining as the the game itself. That's right. Hey, Can you imagine the YouTube the Hunger Games. I mean, you know, it's YouTube videos and stuff. It's like uh, it's like an Arnold movie. What was that? What was that Arnold movie where they hunted down the criminal? Total Recall? Was it Total Recall? No, it wasn't Total Recall. It was uh. So many classic Arnold movies. What's, like the shoulders—he's a monster. What was the name of that? Which uh, one? Give me the give me the, the plot. What was the plot? Well, he's a he's a cop. Yeah, it was total. Re- no, 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 it wasn't Total Recall. He's the cop, and then he gets in the game show with Richard Dawson, where they—if you could save your life. Oh yeah, what was that one? I know which one you're talking about. If you get somebody the, if, out. if we'll, you get out, you we'll, know,
0: we'll talk to our. Google, otherwise known as our rumblesaw.com tax sign. What's the correct answer? 303 713. Come on, help a brother out. 1043. Let's get to uh, what's going on at DenverSports.com. Andrew Mason writing about Russell Wilson's bold claim against the Broncos. As we've uh, been giving you some of the uh, audio from the I Am Athlete podcast with former Bronco receiver uh, Brandon Marshall during it, the whole you gotta push back your injury date guarantee or otherwise run the risk of getting benched. We've all heard about that. Russ says, quote, my agent talked to the NFL PA. The NFL PA called me and asked, and then they talked to the NFL, and the NFL was like, you can't do this. That has been uh, debunked, rebuked. Uh, Mike Kliss our 9 News uh, Bronco insider saying that uh, while it's true that uh, Russ did uh, did hear, did talk to the NFLPA, the NFL didn't say what the Broncos did here was wrong. The NFLPA outside counsel said the Broncos were wrong, but not the league. Okay. Yeah. Semantics. And, this, though, right? and, and by, this ended up not
1: being a thing anymore because he never got benched. Yeah, until the last two games of the season. Correct, but yeah, that I mean that that one I'm not I'm not gonna sit there and hold Russ accountable. And say, see, he's he's making that's semantics to him, you know? NFL, PA, they said it was whatever. Legal counsel said it was wrong. My agent said it was wrong. It's baloney, whatever. I, I'm you know what? He's entitled to that. I, he is I entitled. I don't, this I, I don't have an issue with that.
0: And and as, as much as when it comes to the divorce, and it is a divorce, you gotta pick a side. You're, you're the kids. Mommy and daddy are divorcing. You gotta pick a side. Right. Who's now your favorite. And uh so you're either with, with Sean or you're with Russ. But in this case, both sides did what they had to do. I I have no problem with how Russ handled any of this. Trust me. If thirty nine million dollars was at stake and an injury guarantee that would give me like another thirty five million dollars plus, sure. I wouldn't I wouldn't do
1: anything with that. Absolutely. Pound, pound sand. I'm not taking any kind of pay cut. By the way, uh, the running man. The running man, yes. Yeah. Thank you, Texter. Thank you, Texter. You Texter's are the best.
0: They are. Seriously. They know everything. They do know everything.
1: Sometimes I think they're quicker than Siri too. Right. Right, like if you were gonna throw out a lifeline, like on that show, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yeah, if you had the Texters lifeline, I'm gonna go out to my Texters. Yes, right. And these are 8 a.m. Texters, which you know we've
0: had kind of a
1: we have had kind of a a shaky
0: love hate Mm -hmm. relationship with them over Mm -hmm. the over the years. Yeah, for sure. The NFL Scouting Combine is underway. It starts now? It's underway? Really? So, uh, it actually started yesterday. Oh. Boy, the Combine feels like it's jumped the shark. It really does. It it feels like it's, it's really losing a lot of steam. More and more NFL head coaches don't want to be there. Uh, more and more, the the, the quarterbacks don't don't want to throw. They don't want to perform. It it really has become just about the medicals, and uh, the NFL has tried to pump life into it, put it on national, put it on uh, the NFL Network, put it on prime time, anything to try to to And there, for a time, it really did work. But it seems
1: like the combine is losing some steam. You getting that vibe? Yeah, because none of the, a lot of these guys don't want to do anything, and then they want to come out and do their own personal, their own personal workout days. I think I saw something. Maybe Fever
0: Sid, you can uh, that the Big Twelve now is going to have like a Big Twelve Pro Day. I think it was the Big Twelve, where it, it's it's not even going to be the combine. It's just it's it's not even going to be like the individual yeah. uh, pro days. It's going to be like a Big Twelve type thing. Get everybody together conference wise, which hey, the more you can streamline
1: it and make it easier to evaluate, the the better. I don't know. Well, then mean, why don't you just say we're not gonna do the individual pro days? All we're doing is the combine. Either come compete at the combine or you're out of luck. Now you didn't was the combine really around when, when you were sure, coming out of college? Sure. Was it? Sure. Did you go to it? I was not invited. You're not it. invited. Mistake, so I did all my own. I, I did the individual workouts. Well, you have mocked the combine over the years as being the underwear Olympics. Sure, do you, do you see any value in it? Do I see any value in it? Uh, this is this is kind of difficult because the value in it is you can see how a guy moves and how athletic he is. Like, honestly, the reason I got drafted is because. When teams came to work me out, I would shine in the workouts. But ultimately, then they would go back and evaluate the film. So it for me it was what got my helped me get my foot in the door. So, but it has nothing to do with whether you can play or not. That that's the that's the irony. I mean, everybody likes to see a kid run a fast forty. I mean, the fastest forty ever recorded at the combine. That dude couldn't play dead in the Western. John, uh, John, remember John Ross? Yeah, like one of the fastest. It was the fastest forty, 40 times, times time. ever. Yeah, yeah, at the combine ever, and that dude is still
0: waiting. Oh, I think if you go back and look at eight of the top ten fastest forty times
1: ever at the combine, they were all registered by guys who were just. Same thing this with the bears. Same. No, by days. the way, th- same thing with the bench press test. The top all time bench press tests at the combine. And you'd be hard pressed to be able to name any of those but like to recognize any of those names. I, I would think though that I would think that maybe the the benefit
0: would be two things. One is the, the interview process and the medicals. Sure. You, get, you got these guys there, they can't escape. They're there to be poked and prodded and talked to. So I would think from that standpoint. Mm-hmm. But the individual drills, like Cecil writes at denversports.com, Bo Nix can solidify his draft status this week. Mace and uh, Cecil are going to be out there at the Combine all week. They'll be reporting. Looking forward to seeing what they they come up with. But um, is is there anything these guys can do actually football stuff? And it's individual stuff. Is there anything these guys can do that – should change people's minds? I'm not uh, talking about will. Should. Should should anything these guys do change anybody's mind about?
1: Uh, Especially the quarterback. Well, uh, the quarterback is when you get them in an individual meeting you start talking about football stuff, you kind of understand. Okay.
0: And Cesar writes this. He said, uh, throwing at the Combine is big for Knicks, but his work on the whiteboard with teams will be the most important. Correct. So it's, again, the
1: interviews. Yes. Yeah, the interviews and the medicals. Yeah, they want to see kind of what you know. You know, they'll ask you to draw up a defense and, and, you know, your favorite, give me your favorite three concepts on, you know, versus this cover two. And so you got to draw it up and that type of thing.
0: By the way, Sean Payton and George Payton will both be. At the Combine. So we're going to get a chance to hear from both of them. Yeah. So more and more coaches aren't going to the Combine, but I'm
1: glad Sean's going. Yeah, well, one thing Sean is, you know, Sean's had, Adam Schefter came on with us, this is months ago, and said one thing about Sean, he goes, when he has told me in the past, this guy is going to be special. This guy, he's like, he's rarely ever wrong. On, but again, it's one thing to see a guy that you think is going to be special. It's another thing to, you know, be able to to go into the third round and go, okay, let's take this guy. He's really going to be great with us.
0: Uh So we'll have Mace and we'll have uh, Cecil out at the combine, bringing us reports. So you'll be able to watch Orange and Blue today at DenverSports.com as well. Uh, throughout the course of the week, uh, as as they bring you all the sights and sounds. And the uh, shrimp at St. Elmo's uh, from the uh, week Mm. there in uh, Big Week. Boy, Indianapolis, huh? How does Indianapolis? I I give Indianapolis credit. Indy's a great little town Yeah, they are good. They get the combine. They just had the Super Bowl. They've had Final Fours. This is why. This is why. You got to build a new stadium, Denver, with a retractable roof. I know, I know. The, mm. the the diehards and the loyalists are like, no, no, it's got to be played. You can still play the games outside. Sure. Still have the roof open, all that kind of stuff. But you got to build a multi-purpose arena, stadium, arena slash stadium. Mm-hmm. And then build it and they will come. If Indianapolis can get all these events, yeah. you don't think Denver could? Oh, I don't think there's any question. The major sports leagues would be like, see ya, Indy. Denver's now an option?
1: They definitely need to do that. Be awesome.
0: A couple more things to denversports.com. James Marilat writing that Michael Malone, he's being critical of Michael Malone. (gasps) Stop the presses. Shocking. He says, Michael Malone is undervaluing the importance of the number one seed. He says, James says, why can't the Nuggets pursue both goals? Why can't they chase the number one seed in the Western Conference while also making sure they're healthy and ready to go when the postseason tips off? Well, Do you believe <clears throat> that home court finishing with the highest seed possible is crucial to the Nuggets
1: winning another championship? No. Wow, I didn't even get that all out. No. Why? Because they're they know what it takes. They are the defending champions, and they have proven they can go on the road and beat the Celtics. They can go on the road and beat anybody. Here's here's where James. Here's the fatal flaw,
0: and he's not alone. We we yeah, had this right. debate last week, and there are plenty of folks who say you
1: got to push. Here's, hard. The, here's the fatal flaw. You can do both. You can try to be number one and manage the health at the same time. But if if managing but managing your health is Priority number one, not not being the number one seed. So therefore, if all uh, if you're healthy, yeah, great. But if you know you've got bilateral tibias and it's bothering you, then that guy's got to sit for a while.
0: Well, to James's point, then I guess he disagreed with the idea to sit Jamal Murray out the other night. Now it was Portland, but it was the second game of a back to back, and we've seen. Quirkier things happen in the NBA. So I guess the idea would be that if you're pushing for the number one seed, then Jamal Murray should have played in that game. That's an example, right? Is it, yes. If you're talking about how to pursue and approach these last 27 games or so in the regular season, if you feel that getting the highest seed and the number one seed and home court throughout the Western Conference Finals is so important. We know Jamal Murray can play. He played in the game right before the Portland game. He played in this game. So he he could play. He could have played in the Portland game. Sure. They chose rest. Rest. Bigger picture. So my, my question then would be to James or to anybody else who feels that the Nuggets need to go for it no matter what, do you want... In this case, Jamal Murray to be playing in all the games because he he could he can, right? But you, but I think that's the
1: right thing to but do. But if that game was a contender, was a team that you were battling, though. Let's say that team was Minnesota. It's ahead of you, instead of Portland. Then does he play? Well, that's a great question. Let's say
0: you're playing Minnesota and Oklahoma back to back. Uh huh. Can okay. you play him in both games?
1: I don't. Yeah, it, I wouldn't. It depends on how he feels and what your plan is. And and again, this comes down to, are you going to be healthy? Are you going to be at your best when the playoffs start? And if that means sitting Jamal, even against a contender that's a higher seed than you, because you know that that's going to do the best good, overall good for your team, then that's what you do. I mean, I don't I just don't think it's that hard. remember, and here's the cautionary tale today. Here's the flip side of that.
0: The Avalanche last year. Mm-hmm. i we were having this same conversation. Hey, did the Avalanche need to go all out to win the division? We want to avoid Dallas, right. You know, I remember that. We want to avoid Dallas. We want to avoid Minnesota. Well, let's go for it. Well, they did go for it. Boy, did they go for it? They finished the season. On a heater. They finished the season going what? Let me just quickly do the math. They finished the season over the last month of the season. They went 3-8. Uh, they went 10-2 and two to finish out the regular season. 10-2 and two, and ended up winning the division. Mm-hmm. What'd that get them? Got them a first-round bounce. Bounce. You can make the argument that they... Invested so much in trying to improve their seed that they had nothing left come playoff time. Right.
1: Yeah, you definitely could make that argument. Meanwhile, the
0: year they won the cup, remember, they scuffled down the stretch. That is true. And I was trying to tell people, don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. They've already accomplished what they need to accomplish. Who cares about a a late season road trip to, uh, you know, Alberta? Who cares, right? Although, and then they went out and steamrolled through. I would much rather these guys. The, the, the Nuggets, if they don't have home court to start a series, I don't sweat that at all. At but, all. But home ice is not as important as home court. Correct?
1: Uh, by the numbers, no. You're yeah. right. Because the numbers for home ice are not dramatically
0: better. But is there anything since the Nuggets? James James tried to make the point about how they were pre-title run. In series in which they didn't have home court, but that was pre-title run. This, right, team, they, this team this team, time. This team team clearly made a leap in terms of how mm-hmm. they view themselves and the confidence that they have in all situations in winning the title. Have you seen any evidence so far this season to suggest that this team would be freaked out about starting a series on the road? I, I don't. Yeah, I don't either. I think they are absolutely comfortable going on the road in the playoffs. But if you can accomplish both, sure. But it. My point is, if if you have a chance to go for it, go for it. Right. But do not do so while losing sight of the big picture. For example, if they find themselves in a game that's um, maybe a little bit tighter than expected mm-hmm. against a, eh, you know, you're playing a uh, New Orleans or something. Okay. Right and the game is, is tighter than expected, do I all of a sudden want Michael Malone to go, oh, I really want to go get this game? And I'll tell you what, instead of playing Nikola Jokic and Aaron Gordon 34 minutes, I'm going to play him 40 or 39. Mm-hmm. See, that's the kind of thing I don't want, want him to do. Right. Not interested in it. It's not worth it.
1: I would just go back and say that Michael Malone has his finger on the pulse of his team, has his finger on the pulse of his players. And as an organization, they understand their team better than anybody else. And they're going to do what's best for their team to give them the best shot at repeating. This is no longer, like there was a, there's a time when being the number one seed and all that stuff is the most important thing you can do. When you've never won before, it is because it gives you the best chance of Having the opportunity to win, you know, a an overall championship. They, now, they weren't the number one overall seed, right? Somebody in the East was, where they wh- last year. I think they, were,
0: yeah, last year had they. Oh boy, um, hold on, hold on. Were they the number one? Like, if they, like, uh, if Boston had been, I think, yeah. You know, Milwaukee was fifty-eight and twenty-four. Nuggets were 53 and 29. So, yeah. Yeah. But those teams were eliminated by then.
1: Yeah, but had they played, they wouldn't have been the number one overall. Correct. Yeah. So, is it important? Would you like to be? Yeah. Does it matter? Not really. I think it's as simple as
0: this. Is that when when you're learning how to win, you don't know yet how to win. Mm Mm-hmm. And home court does matter. But once right. you've won and you've learned how to win, I, I I just I just don't think it matters as much
1: anymore. I, I really don't. I agree. They went sixteen and four. They lost one home game last year. I get it. You lost three on the road. Who cares? You still had a winning record on the road. Uh, I, I I believe this team and
0: and this is the faith I have in this team, this is what this this team, especially the starting five, has has earned, is that I bet they would Go into a Game 7 on the road just relishing the opportunity to walk out of that arena and leaving everybody in stunned silence. Right. I don't think they'd be spooked. I don't think they'd be afraid of it. I don't think they'd be ra- – I think they would be like, yeah, this is this is going to be fun. Yeah. Maybe I'm giving this, this group too much credit from a mental standpoint, but, boy, it just seems like the the, the any opportunities along the way to go out and show – that they're still the champs. I think they've done that this year. I think last night was another example of it. Right. You're playing a Golden State team that is desperately trying to get to get back uh, out of the play-in tournament, get back to being uh, a legitimate threat and you know they circle games like this against the Nuggets as a real oh, chance to yeah. show Clay's dropping down threes, he's scoring twenty three in the first half, he's running around blowing kisses to the to the crowd. They're up by fifteen and the Nuggets just say, Okay, that was you had your fun. Right. That was cute. That was cute. Yeah. And then cute. they just
1: miss put their foot down.
0: Went on a twenty eight to four run. See ya. And they're gonna go on to win by sixteen to make it look easy. I, I, I think they can handle being on the road. Coming up next, the uh, salary cap is uh, going up in football. Oh, huh. Apparently, that's been a shock to some people. Not everybody, as we'll explain next. Ever since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my hiding spots. Ha, found you. How? How?
1: That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity. Now through March 21st, get started with 200 megabit internet for $25 a month for two years with no annual contract and get Wi-Fi equipment included. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Requires paperless plan, auto-pay or stored bank account. Restrictions
0: apply. Taxes and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply to internet service and Wi-Fi equipment. Actual speeds vary. Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. <laughs> Broncos and all NFL teams get a uh, unexpected gift that could play a huge impact on how they handle Russell Wilson's dead cap hit moving forward. So the league announced on Friday that the uh, salary cap is uh, going to go all the way up to $255 million for next season. It's an unprecedented thirty million plus rise over last season's cap. Thirty million, stunning, right? Yeah. No. No. This was, and no. this is this is why I've I, I got to call them out the 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 Rusties, the fear mongers out there though the the idea that oh, if you cut Russ, you're going to put this team into salary cap jail. They're not going to be able to form a team in in 2024. No, 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 no. And I I always thought at the time that that was, well, fear-mongering. And it was unnecessary because we just got off an NFL season in which four of the top five teams in terms of dead cap money made the playoffs. And this this was not unexpected. If you've been paying attention – the, the league has been dropping hints for the last couple of years that especially as we moved farther and farther away from, from COVID that you're going to see the cap really jump up exponentially. This cap hit was being forecast, or this cap rise, Mark, was being forecast well over a year ago. I, know, I remember you and I having this conversation about salary cap and everything like that and talking about, I think it was right even before the Bradley Chubb trade where we were talking about the idea that the cap was going to be going up significantly in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. So, that, that, that was always on my mind when we were talking about Russ and the cap hit, was that, well, a lot of it was going to be absorbed just by having the cap go up. But the fear mongers
1: chose not to share that with a lot of you. Yeah, I mean, again... I've said this forever, man. As I've watched this thing. By the way, I don't know who put it out there, but you know, when free agency started in what, nineteen ninety three, they had all the cap, like what the cap was back then, and on and on and on. It was like in nineteen ninety three the cap was like thirty four million for your whole football team. To watch it just exponentially grow the way it has, the way the league has grown, it's pretty amazing. But, yeah, you know, like, I've always said this about the salary cap in general. It is such a fungible, you can just manipulate it any way you want to manipulate it. And if they basically tell you, if the teams tell you, well, he just doesn't fit in the cap and we just can't, it just means they're not that interested in the dude. Because if they're interested in the guy, they'll figure out a way. Like, if they want to, hey, pick a couple players. Okay, just pick a couple of of guys who are highly paid right now. Okay? If they really want to keep Cordlin Sutton, if that's a real priority for them, they will figure out a way to renegotiate that contract, to drop his cap value, cut his cap value in let's let's call it what's his cap number? Like 10 million, 12 million. They'll find a way to get it down to 4 and they'll sign him to a long-term extension with upfront money and all that stuff. If they don't really, really want him, they'll talk about cap casualty and how they just can't fit it under the cap. Garrett Bowles. If Garrett Bowles is your long-term answer here at left tackle, they will reneg- he'd be happy to renegotiate here. If not, they're just gonna be like, hey man, we can't afford twenty some odd million dollars on, you know. At our left tackle position, we got to go younger there, and so if they really want him, they'll figure out a way to get him. That it's just the way the cap works. Yep. So it's always been when you start talking about, oh my goodness, it's you know this, that, and the other, and oh we can't just like just understand how the cap how how it works, how they manipulate, it, how they use it to it, it becomes political. You know, it's a it's like a it's it's like a um is when you talk about politics, you know, you use it for your benefit or you use it against the other the, the player. That it's how it works. Speaking of being political, e- even though people have been paying attention
0: to this knew that this cap hit was coming for over a year now. Mm-hmm. This cap increase. Yeah. It would be nice to just say, "Hey, Taylor Swift, thank you." Oh, maybe this 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 huge explosion!
1: It's all Taylor Swift, generated. Ke- Thanks, did, Taylor. Didn't, didn't Kelsey go out? Thank you, Taylor. To her money, 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 money concert, and then he was only there for a couple of days, and then in Australia, yeah, and then he then he came back to the states. I think well, there's only so much to do in Australia. How many shrimps can you throw on the bobby? <laughs> Stole your line. Yeah, I mean <laughs> as many as you want. As a I suppose so. Yes, sir. Thank you, Taylor. Is she just too... Without Taylor, we wouldn't be looking at... Is she too busy? Cap cap rise. Is is she too busy? I don't know. Rogue, what... Okay, so you've been waiting to get together this whole time. (laughs) She's been going back and forth Japan. To the Super Bowl, back and forth. You go out for two days and you're like, yeah, I've had enough of being on tour with you. See you around when you get back. Let me know. Like, is there trouble? Is that is I that a problem? I think they're in a rocky place right now. Yeah, really. They're on the verge of a breakup.
0: You think that really?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. You're being serious. You think they're on the verge <laughs> no, of a breakup? Not being serious. No, okay.
1: <laughs> you think they get married? No.
0: No. Absolutely not.
1: Why? Just no. That chick is never going to get married. Really? Yeah. In my opinion. Well, then they're they're going to break. I, mean, I would hope so. I think it'd be great if they did. I'm rooting for that, but I don't think that. It's so they will
0: happen. break up then, I
1: at think some so. point. I think so.
0: Just because if if they're not getting married, how long is this thing gonna last?
1: Mm, through the summer.
0: Ooh, Rogues putting a expiration date on this thing. You best think she'll get. Best it, if
1: used by right December of 2024. Apparently, it'd be great if she just started going through the NFL. You know. Wouldn't it be great to just be able to give all of this credit to Taylor? Boy, that would trigger some people. But no, it's has no, nothing but, it has nothing to do with her. No, but what I'm saying is if if she dumps Kelsey and then, you know, then starts dating some other dude from another team and that team becomes super popular. <sighs> and then she just bounced around from dude to dude to dude, all of them being NFL players. So next thing you know, she's dating – like Aaron Rodgers would like that, right? He, he likes, was like that. Yeah. Yeah. So then she's dating Aaron. Aaron, I don't know, Play The Jets are cruising, doing really good. Then he gets hurt, so she dumps him. <laughs> Goes on to who would be another guy that she would – because it's not just quarterback-centric. Cause she, can, True. she can date other guys. Sure, sure, sure. Pick a contender, right? Any contender, Josh Allen.
0: Although he's got a he's got a high profile girlfriend, doesn't he? Is he with a? Uh, is he with Haley? Uh, what was it Seinfeld? Uh, not Seinfeld. Senfield. What's her name? Haley. Haley? I, I have no. I think she's idea. isn't he? Is he, is he with Haley. I, I don't even I know who so. that is. Uh, uh, she she's a. She, oh, I loved her. Is she what, a Disney what, kid? No. Oh. What was the movie I loved her in? Loved, loved, loved her in the one with. Um, the Western there with uh, the remake with uh, oh. Google, Ramoslaw.com text line. We need your help Yosemite. again. Yosemite. No, no. It was the one with uh, uh, the Bridges guy. The old, uh, not, uh, Lloyd Bridges. Not Lloyd. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. I think it was with Jeff Bridges. What was that one? It was the remake. It was really good. Hmm. Yeah, sounds... He gets bit by the snake. Oh, yeah. It was really good. Snake biter. Yeah. The snake charmer. No. Uh, Snake on the Ramles, uh, On the uh, yes, right. That's uh, right. That was the different Russell. Uh, oh, okay. That was on the RumbleSaw.com text line. Uh, True Evans. Grit. True Grit. That was a good remake. Really? Yeah. you never seen that one? No. Oh, see it. Oh, you'll like that one. You'll the like remake that. Remake of True Grit? Yeah, you'll like that one. Really? It's good. Okay. All right. Uh, Evan, starting game one in Denver at altitude is important. Last year, we started every series 2-0 except the Miami series. We need that number one seed. Nope, nope, nope. What's the difference? Last year, they weren't champions yet. They didn't know what it took. They needed every advantage at their disposal. This year's team doesn't. To say, see, that's, sorry, texture. I think that's kind of insulting. We need that number one seed. Yeah. As if you're implying that this team is what? Not mentally tough enough to be able to win on the road if they didn't have home court? If they were facing a game seven on the road, you don't think they could do it? I don't know. That, that to me, is kind of insulting and shows a lack of faith. We need that number one seed. No, they don't. They do not need that number one seed. Agreed. No way. It's, uh, like I said, it's nice to have if yeah, you have it's nice it. to have and and, and would I turn it down? No, but I am not gonna go I'm not gonna advocate the nuggets go
1: all out for it. Yeah. No way. Yeah, true grit. You'd like true it. True grit. You'd like it. Hmm. I didn't even realize they remade it.
0: It's your assignment. Telestrator Tuesday. <laughs> telestrator Tuesday. <laughs> no, we got true a different grit. we got a different Telestrator Tuesday. Yeah, what for is you. Telestrator Tuesday? Telestrator Tuesday is Drake May. Ooh, tomorrow drake may mhm okay wait i think we may also have a, a special guest on tomorrow to uh okay carry on this By the football way, con-
1: this quarterback conversation how about this rogue she goes through a bunch of nfl players that play you know glamour positions then she hunkers down with an old lineman that's when she gets married loyalty they're like dogs <laughs> right big Fat, slobbering. Yeah. Just like big St. Bernards. Yes. You know you can trust them. Always have a little bottle of whiskey underneath their collar in case you need a nip. So while
0: we have, we should have, a lot of respect and trust in the Nuggets, do we have that same kind of trust when it comes to the Avs? Is there good news, though, on the horizon? We'll tell you next. I need a bigger push. It's time for Schlereth and Evans' Big Story of the
1: Day. It's this? sister, you're so
0: you're so big. big. Here's Schlereth and Evans with this morning's biggest story in Denver sports.
1: Biggie's
0: big. big, huge. Yeah, a lot of pushback to the uh, idea that the Nuggets don't need home court in the playoffs we'll get to that in a second Uh, some potential good news coming for the avalanche and boy could they use it Adrian Dater uh, reporting over the weekend that Val Nachuskin will come back before the end of the season he will be coming back he did not specify when Hmm. but he did say he will be back okay how does that make you feel I mean, when will he be back?
1: <clears throat> Sometime uh, before the end of the regular season. Is he going to be in time to get himself back into hockey
0: shape? Well, that's a great question, isn't it? Because he was playing really well before he left. You you, you probably could lend some insight into that. How How long does it typically take to get back to feeling... Your old self. Well, what has he been doing? That's great that's another great question. You're okay. right. Has he had
1: access to be able to work out? That's a great point. Stay in shape. Yeah, that's yeah. that's you're right. And I, I know this. I mean, we always say it in, in the football world, nothing gets you in shape to play football other than playing football. So you can be on an elliptical or a treadmill all day long. That's not you're not in hockey shape. It's gonna take you weeks to get into like just into shape let alone feeling like you're seeing the game, feeling like it, you know, all the skills that go with, it's an incredibly skillful sport, obviously. So he was averaging just
0: a tick above a point per game, 40 games, 22 goals, 20 assists, 42 points Hmm. when he left. And now you're talking about coming back and jumping right back into it with, you're right, how many, how many games? In order to feel, I would say, in order to feel confident about his ability to get ramped back up to the point where he can be playing at the level he was playing before he left, I would say you'd have to have at least
1: 10 games. At least? At least, yeah. At the very least, yes. So, you start looking at things
0: now. The Avs have played 59 games. They have 23 games left.
1: Correct. So, you got to be back within a couple weeks. I'd say so, yeah. Maybe right after the trade deadline. Yes. Yes.
0: So, that's good. That's good. I, I, I've always expected that he would be back. Now the question is, is he going to get back to the level that he was at? And is he going to be reliable? Because, boy, if I'm the Avs front office, that that factors into what I do at the trade deadline, right? You're, you're, you're putting up on your big board all your different scenarios and how the roster looks and uh, this guy coming back from injury and all of that. But Val is the wild card in that you've got to factor in how confident are we that he's not gonna go AWOL on us again? Right. During the playoffs. How much does that factor into the moves you make and don't make at the trade deadline? Well, I
1: think it's I think it's well, I think it's obviously something you gotta factor in. So would you, you make, think about would
0: you make moves based on the idea that even if Val is with us to start the playoffs, we would expect we have to plan. Plan.
1: Yeah. For him to miss. Miss. During time. the playoffs again, leave. Yeah, I would. I would have to. You can't. I would you have can't to, plan for that.
0: Can you? That I. I get handling different possibilities, but boy, that seems to be. Isn't that just falling into the category of if
1: he takes off again? Then, phew, what are you going to do? There's just an element of what are you going to do? But don't I mean you're not going to replace that kind of production. I didn't realize that production was that good. Yeah, he was. He was forty two point,
0: points forty two points. Yeah, point per game. Now that's that's still an eighty two point season. That's not a hundred, but it's still pretty good. Yeah, it's damn good. It's still yeah. But poor Miko Rantanen, who is being blamed for everything in this town right now by by some Avalanche fans.
1: You realize he just became. Yeah, I saw that too. Like we need to get rid of Miko. Right. Where where did this start? When did this start? What has Miko done that is ruined the ass? Right. And why why does he need to go? Seriously. Yeah, I saw some of that on the text line this morning when I came in. Oh, it's been building Miko's, for the last week Miko's or so. Reason. Yeah. And it was a bad
0: look, throwing the puck into the uh, it's a mistake, but come on, this dude. That's
1: ignorant.
0: <laughs> I, I kind of agree with it. Um, Miko Rantanen has become the first player in avalanche history, okay. avs history, since they moved here, to score 30-plus goals in four consecutive seasons. Wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No Sackick. No Forsberg. No Forsberg. No Drury. No Deadmarsh. No McKinnon, although he could do that. He can join that list this year but no McKinnon wow no Duchesne no Landeskog no anybody Miko and this is the guy some people want to get rid of ship out of town ship out of town no thanks most underrated superstar in the NHL in my opinion Miko Rantan yeah I I saw uh, that on the text line he's on pace to go over 100 again this year yeah what did he do yeah what did he do wrong Seriously, if you if you consider yourself a Miko Rantanen and uh, gotta go guy, yeah, I saw please, some of that. Please I would let like me to know. let me know.
1: That would be good. Give us the uh, the scuttlebutt. Yeah, what's the lowdown on that? But so you're saying he needs to be Val needs to be back
0: within the next <clears throat> two weeks, right? He can he could probably miss about what ten to 12, 10 to ten to thirteen more games. <clears throat>
1: Even then, boy, yeah, then yeah, you're, you're kind of close. You're, you're you're basically saying you're basically saying that's just to get into shape, not to I mean, there is that, that feel you have with your teammates and everything else and boy. Yeah. How what, what's he
0: been doing? How much has he had a chance to, to work out, stay in shape, mm. weight train, skate, all that yeah. kind of stuff while whatever he's been doing. And how long would it take back? Yeah, ten, 10 games would be the the minute. And this, and this is to get him back playing at the level he was playing before. Like you know, somebody made the uh, the point. Well, you know, it took uh, Lekkonen and Gerard about five to six games to get back. I wouldn't I wouldn't say that it. Yeah, you're, you're talking about players who aren't the same player as Val. You're not asking the same of Gerard and uh, Lekkonen as you are of Val. You're are you're, you're asking him to get back to a level mm. that is. Expecting a lot more than you
1: would from a Sammy Gerard. Let, let, yeah, let me ask you this real quick. Mm-hmm. Because he's so big and he can post up in front of the net and do all that stuff, is it make it a little easier, a little harder, like for him compared to Lekin or, or Girard? Just to be able to get back in and play a physical game? Yeah. I mean, can't you just kind of lean on some of that and. and you know, some of those goals are tip-ins, you it's know. It's like you're talking like, about that's an, off- it's like, it's like an
0: offensive lineman, right? An offensive lineman should be able to come back quicker than a skill position guy.
1: <laughs> you mother.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's just too easy. Sometimes it's just too easy. Uh, coming up, Russell Wilson talking with Brandon Marshall. Did uh, Russ continue to build his case and build his support? That's next.